This is a special episode, y'all. I really, really love it. So please listen all the way through and let us know what you think by sliding in those DMs on Instagram, All Heart Podcast. Send us an email at allheartpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Send it as a link, as a text to a friend and just let them know why you're feeling what we're doing. We really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Y'all been texting us, emailing us, DMing us, leaving comments. And it's just been really fun to build community with you. So every Wednesday we're dropping episodes and we love talking with you through the week. We have a lot of appreciation for you. Thanks so much and enjoy. Welcome everyone to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noni Lamar. And my name is Thea Monier. And this is a podcast focused on joy and... Pleasure. 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 We healing the culture, y'all. Yes. Through all of the above. All right. What's up, Thea? What you doing, girl? <laughs> what Why you do doing? we always start this way? What you it's doing, cold. girl? It's been a cold world. It's been cold? It's been it's a been cold snowing. world. It's snowing in Pasadena. And, you know, the other yesterday, I was so happy because... The sun actually provided warmth. It wasn't just the light. Because a couple of days, it was like, the sun is out. And then you would walk out and be like, oh, no, this shit is still cold. Which was highly disappointing. But I walked out yesterday and I actually felt warmth. So I feel like that groundhog that everybody be looking for, like I'm starting to peek out. You feeling it? I, I, when it gets warm, yeah, I'll feel it. But uh, in the meantime. I've been at cold. the crib. Yeah, everybody. It's cold. Everybody's at the house. Who want to go outside Who wanna go right out? now? You really don't even want to run errands. It's 36 degrees. I can't do it. I make decisions based on this. I'm like, okay, do I really need to go to the grocery store? What do we have at home? What can I I mean, finagle? Shout out to our Detroit listeners. We got some we listeners so in Michigan. <laughs> We're being really shitty right now. <laughs> we sound spoiled. Such a California problem. But it is what it is. Like, it's rel- cold is relative. For yeah. us, this is cold. This is cold. It's cold out here. It is. It's cold, cold world we live in. So um, what's, what's, uh, what's on your heart today, Thea? So what I'm excited to share about is, it's amazing. You know, people who deny the existence of the collective consciousness, they just don't know what they're missing out on. <laughs> um, so on my other podcast, on Them Black Mamas, we had talked about how trash this Black History Month was. It was trash. Wait, hold on one second. I don't think we've ever even really talked about Dim Black Mamas. I want y'all to know. Oh, pause. Let's do a little pause. So Dim <laughs> Black Mamas is Thea's other podcast. It's our sister podcast. Yes. They give us a shout out every single time. Yes. I just want to give back some love. Some serious love. If y'all don't know about Dim Black Mamas, you better know about Dim Black Mamas. Okay. Because I listened to Thea on Dim Black Mamas and I was like, you better tell the mother black mamas I'm gonna steal you. We about to do a podcast. <laughs> we about to do a second. You about to be a black mama over here. Okay. Yeah, them black mamas. It's so great to have both podcasts in my life because we do 
such different things, but they're both with black mamas. Yeah, so true. it's like we get to talk about, I get to explore all the sides of, of myself in doing that. So damn black mamas, we cut up. I mean, I, it's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so it's a little more ratchet than this It's podcast. a little more ratchet yeah. for sure, especially this next episode. So <laughs> we do a black mama say at the end. I won't give that away, but what came up was how trash Black History Month has been. And so we were like, we need to do over, right? The next day I go on Twitter and Bakari Sellers, he's a contributor to CNN, was like, you know, I move, I, I put forth the motion that we should request a new Black History Month because this one was not, you know. Okay, so part. what are people, why are people saying it was a bad Black History Month? You know, I think what had happened to us Is was, this about Jesse? Ah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Is this about Jesse? I, I think it just was like, you know, there was blackface stuff going on. This month. It just was like a lot of disrespect. People didn't treat it with the reverence that was put in motion oh, when yeah. Queen King B did formation at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, after that, shit just changed. Then Kendrick did his thing. And just after that, we just been crunk every history month. Wait, since. wait. What was that one? They did some game where they make black children run around like slaves. It was a school. <laughs> play oh it was a school God. play and i'm like i don't know white people get your people out here this, this shit is crazy turning around in the next five days four days i don't see the shit turning around by the 28th right so basically you know britney pack packnet i think is her name on twitter was like yo i second this motion and everybody started chiming in so black, what has been so wait upon? so wait a minute black twitter had an actual this was a whole symposium we had a whole <laughs> we had a whole meeting black twitter had a whole meeting about this and so what black twitter has decided <laughs> is that we are having black history summer okay starting in june because we want to sweep up that juneteenth okay. right and ending at king b's birthday okay so so we so beyonce is born in september we're going all the way <laughs> june to september we are going all the way through and claiming yeah. territory right hey, I'm, tony morrison said i went to the center i looked over and i claimed okay i claimed the space okay so i'm really excited because i feel like a lot of things that we talk about you know black twitter is a space of manifestation it is a lot of things that we talk about actually begin to happen in the world it is true so look forward to events Referencing Black History Summer 2019. Okay. Hashtag BHS 2019. <laughs> I just think that collective consciousness is so real. We had just talked about that. And sometimes when we all feel in it, Black Twitter will be like, you know what? Black History Month will be like, I mean, Black Twitter will be like, you know what? And then it'll just manifest the magic of Black Twitter. So it's going to be amazing. I love it. Jump on Black Twitter. Follow the hashtag. <clears throat> you know, let us know what you bring to the barbecues. There's going to be multiple because we got all summer. Okay. Okay. Black history. I mean, I'm always trying to be black every day. Every day. But I claim the whole summer. The whole summer. Righteous. I mean, we're, it's just righteous. We're sun people. Who can hold the sun in their skin the way we can? Who can take the sunshine? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I love when you sing, <laughs> I throw it out there a I, little bit, little tidbit. Yeah, because I kind of feel like you a low-key vocalist. <laughs> low-key. You a low-key I vocalist. I do feel like in another lifetime, I was going to be like, a soul singer or a rock singer. Like, I love rock yeah, songs. Yeah, you do. Remember our rock songs yes. in our band? I was just going to say, one day we got to drop some <laughs> verses, though, because they don't know that about us. But we had yes, a rock band. We had though. a rock hip-hop band. It yeah. was amazing. 
But yes, shout out to our German drummer, the only white person in <laughs> our loved, band, and he stuck it through. He was he was probably oh. the most upset when it ended. <laughs> He's probably the most upset. He was so but, faithful. But why you gonna have a black band and have a white drummer? It just worked out. <laughs> we never said we couldn't. We never put no limits on it. And then he played so stiff. I mean, no, he don't listen to this. We don't know. I'm. So- <laughs> I love you. I love you. That's Noni. I love you. He was consistent. I mean, he played. He played how he played. But I tell you what, we went through a lot of black musicians. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say, hashtag black hashtag history black summer. History summer. This is why we gotta redo this shit. This is why we gotta redo this shit. Because he showed up consistent on time before the rest of us. He and was, we went yeah. through quite a few. We he, had that one he white play, one he that played wasn't like he consistent. literally played. I'm a, I mean, I'm a musician, so he played like he was like a an actual metronome. Yeah. I'm like, we had the other. Remember, we had the other white guy. Do you remember? Nah. And every time somebody mentioned a drug, his eye twitched. <laughs> remember remember the guitar player from Humboldt. <laughs> remember we was, we was headed up to we was headed up to uh, Bellingham, and he locked his keys in the house. You remember, you know, you and know, he had what? to break into his own house to get the keys. Well, while we on this though, before we move on to my heart to heart, yes. I just want y'all to know we did a, a show with Macklemore. Remember that we did, we did, yeah. Macklemore was Macklemore, amazing. Before, to us. no, look, he showed us love. He did show us he a got lot his of love. Gigs. But it's I was good. so shocked. I mean, one day I was I was in the car and I, for some reason I turned on the when radio. Came on the radio, yeah. And I was like, I started texting people like, yeah. wait, people people like Macklemore yeah. in in the world, in like the world. I was shocked. He's he's a good dude. Though. And he, he was, was yeah. He, was he had been grinding it out up in that north. That but it was Northwest. corny though. Don't you remember how corny it was? I can understand the standards. Are, the standards are different, <laughs> you know. But but I but I I mean because he was such a genuine dude. I think because we met him, like yeah. I felt like you know his music was really authentic. Who he knows? Very genuine. If we had stayed together. We could um we worked something wanted, out. We could have remember how we fell in love with Bellingham too. We were all low key depressed a little bit when we came back because it was like it was like. It was very hippie. It was very like was. love. Instead of putting like "fuck you," wash your car in your, you know, you have your dirty car. Yeah, you're right. Wash your car, bitch. Whatever people do, shit like that. And there was like peace signs and music notes. <laughs> it was great. We thought it was false. Like we were. We, I remember getting off the plane and we had like a cab or something and. The guy was like, "Yeah, we don't really have racial tensions and problems like that up here. I mean, except for the indigenous people, but you know, <laughs> whatever." And we were like, "Yeah, whatever. Everybody says that shit. You know, just some totally jaded Yo, those LA folks. white people loved us. You uh, know, when I knew he wasn't lying, well, yeah. when we got to the hotel and white folks were the maids, <laughs> I was like, "I never seen this shit." And since then, that has been my test. If I go somewhere and they have white maids or white bus boys. I'm like, oh, you legit beyond some equity shit. Because if you don't, Yo, you I've been I've been all over this country, and you could always find one person of color to, to be the maid. I swear to God, everywhere. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, this shit might be legit. You remember things that I just don't <laughs> recall. Just the details. Remember they took us to see the waterfall. We were like, this is beautiful. That was beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, the, shout the out town, to Bellingham. Bellingham. <laughs> it was just a beautiful experience. I remember like house shopping in Bellingham. After you did. You, I, was like, you, I was like, this could. I could be a different person up there. Okay, so my, you know, <laughs> what's on my heart today is um is Kylie and Jordan. Okay, tell me about this because you know I I tune out 
Kardashian. Is this, wait, but wait, 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 wait. I think I know because Hood Healer was talking about this <laughs> on Instagram. What'd she say? She was saying that they set this little black girl up, that they use black folks, and then they, they oh, set them up and drag them for filth afterwards, which, you know, I can't say it's not, it's not true because I'm waiting for the Lifetime special about Kanye and Kim when she leave him about how she survived him and she's going to start in her own Lifetime special. <laughs> I predicted this years ago. I'm not saying nothing about bad about the Kardashians, but... You know, basically Jordan and Kylie were like really, really yeah. close, close friends. I, you know, we established on that guy. She slept with Chloe's husband, who's trash, and who Chloe named her baby Truth after knowing he was trash. Right? Is that? Are we? I'm confused why this is it's, Jordan's fault. It's, it's actually actually true. His, her name is True, not Truth. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I stand corrected. This is where we. This is where we always argue when we talk about Kardashians. Did you notice that about our friendship? Oh my god! This will, because who does that, Donnie? Who <laughs> finds out they do the cheating and names the baby true? Because that was the one true thing she that had. Is the delusion, no shit. That's the one true true thing she had. <sighs> there are a lot of baby names in the world, but you wanted to name her false. <laughs> I would have named her something else. I would have named you like mm. that baby's cute. So basically, um, I mean, they have cute babies. They do. So Kylie, uh, Kylie and Jordan have been best friends for a long time. Yeah, they even had a ceremony, a friendship ceremony of love. She lives. Jordan lives with Kylie. I'm mad at you, Noni, because we've never had that. <laughs> I can't believe we you can have it that. today. I can't believe you never thought we about that. We can do it first. today, girl. We can do. Kylie it thought of that before you. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. She moved her into her mansion. Basically, she was like, they met each other. They didn't grow up together. They aren't childhood friends. They met each other like maybe five years ago, and just became the best friends in the world. They're like sisters. She was with her through her whole pregnancy. She did all her postpartum care. Like this is her. This is her ride or die. And because she's Kylie's ride or die, then she's like a little sister to all the rest. Mm -hmm. So then they had, I guess, um, Chloe's man had a party and they made everyone leave their phones at the door. Mm -hmm. And then him and her got cozy up and started making out. And then other people saw it. So (sighs) here's my point of bringing it up, because this is the thing that stuck out the most to me. Okay. She said there was, I don't know if she really said this girl because it was uh, us weekly. <laughs> they said she said. <laughs> they said she said, I want to give her a chance to explain herself. Kylie said that? Yeah. I think that's reasonable. But this is the thing. I was like, yo, there's so many folks out here. You know, we talked last week about ghosting friends. Yeah. Like there's so many people who for much less. Yeah. Would completely bail on that person. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, this is really fucked up. This is your yeah. best friend. You're going to go sleep with my sister's husband who's already a rolling stone. Like you're going to go. He's already sl- trash. <laughs> Look, you know what? Rolling trash. I'm trying. I'm trying to not call people garbage right now. If they're okay, I'm, <laughs> who's behaving like rolling trash? There, I'll put it on the behavior. I, I don't. Yeah, his behavior is garbage. There we go. Yeah, his his behavior looks like he doesn't care or love her or respect yeah. her or have. Yeah, yeah. I don't think her picker's that good. N- no, no. I don't think no. her picker's that good. No, it's so sad. But to me, it's like how, you know, they were to get, she was with Kylie earlier I mean, that morning. I there could be an explanation. Like what? I, I don't know. Were, were they all intoxicated? Had she, was she going through a family challenge at the time? And, you know, I mean, was it a continuous relationship? Were they ongoing or they did say, it happen one time? They're saying that it just was one time. Other oh. reports say that this wasn't the first time. Oh, 
I mean, here's my bigger issue. And, you know, with all due respect, no shade, no shade, but ain't nobody I just met within the last five years moving in my house. (laughs) I love you. I love you. But ain't nobody. Her house. Nobody within the last five years. Her house is huge. Okay. It's like another house. But it's access. Mm. It's access. She's My, tw- she's like twenty one years old. Boom! Another strike. <laughs> Love yeah, everyone mean, with all due respect. That is a transitional ass age. They're they're children, right? With, she, which means we make a roommates. lot of mistakes. They wanted to be roommates with a baby. That's access. You know who you are. You know you gave them access to your family. You know, listen, okay, put it like this. If I was another person, if, if I was on a lower vibration, mm-hmm. if I was on a lower vibration mm-hmm. and Kylie wanted to be my friend, mm-hmm. I would be the model fucking best friend, <laughs> right? I would be the model best friend because just by, like, just by positioning. Like my, what's her name? Uh, Malika. That's yes. Chloe's actual right. best friend. But they've been friends since childhood. That's true. That is That's different. They've been for a long, long time. Yeah. So my point is, if I met somebody within... Like if so, my point is that like she, this chick, could. But if if think of somebody who could walk up to you right now, if they want to be your best friend, you'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm your best friend, because by proximity, mm. like there's a lot that comes with that, right? There's she a lot of validation. A, she made her. Like, career, we don't know yeah. if this person. Oh, Kylie slashed her. She had like a Jordan's lip kit. She, she slashed, slashed the price. Did she she Wait, put that so in a deep discount. She didn't take it. She didn't take it off. No, because that's the business model. She just slashed the price. I mean, you but know, my you know, like, you know you Kylie's almost a billionaire. She's richer than everybody yeah, there. But you don't know this person's holes. Mm. You don't know their holes and their traumas. You don't know a lot of stuff that giving them access to your space and your family like that. Damn, I feel like I keep learning this really lesson be. on this podcast <laughs> in real time. My nigga, like, Shit. you don't know. You just don't know to be moving them in. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I want to maybe she wants to in. talk to her because, like, this is a real reality check. Like, I didn't know these holes. I didn't know a lot about this person's background or upbringing or loss that's compassion or, though that so is, that's what that so is. that's what stood out to me is like wow that's a that woman that girl has a lot of capacity for compassion that's a i mean it wasn't now everybody knows this is embarrassing yeah. this is horrible like if you if she really did do that and mm-hmm. she's like i want to sit and talk with you that's a lot of compassion well kylie is the deepest of the sisters you think so i think i think like even she's i think she's the she has more depth and she has more individuality and yeah. she has more. Yeah, I kind of like her than, yeah. yeah. If I had to, if I had <laughs> to pick. I like Like I, if somebody was forcing me. I like all of them. I know. I know you do. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, don't, I don't like Caitlyn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, whatever. I don't I even talk about Caitlyn. <laughs> but yeah, I think, but I think that's, honestly, that's something I'm working on in myself. What? Is, is the compassion. Right, mm. like it's like really being. I can do that on a regular level, on a person to person level, a lot of the time. But from a distance, <laughs> I'm kind of like, mm, you go in that box, you go in that box. I'm done. Right? I I don't. I think it was a a big lesson to me, like seeing. I mean, it was just such a small part of the headline. Of like, course, it was. 
But I'm like, are people paying attention? But it's something we don't that, see. That, like, she wants to ha- give her a chance to explain herself. Yeah. That is honoring. But she did cut the prices, too. She did. But that, that this probably might have been after the conversation. Maybe. But that's honoring the person's the person's divinity. To me, that's yeah. what I hear. But well, And that's what I'm saying. Like, what I'm working on is, like, not realizing like you know we can be super judgmental and jump to quick assumptions and things like that even like with the we you know i really don't want to talk about it, but even like with the jesse situation like it's, it's complicated more so i'm just watching people's response to people lately even we talked about the r kelly stuff i'm just watching people's response to people and realizing that people are really putting a lot of energy into making a decision about how they feel about things with very very little information very, and never very ever little. actually hearing from people specifically and directly it's like, yeah hear it, so, hear it from the the horse's mouth you know one thing that that my my leak says unless it was told to me it wasn't said and she also says don't hate unless you're getting paid to <laughs> that has that <laughs> we're gonna, we gonna put those quotes yeah, in the um, that's in the description up. box yeah. don't hate unless you're getting paid to do it if it wasn't said to me it wasn't said right and don't hate unless you're getting paid to. right but even with you know, we're not gonna get into Jesse. But no. even with him, I have compassion. Like, what, what, what? Where do you have to be going through and to, even the, to go through all yes. this? And even the responses of people like now, nobody would believe. And I'm like, I'm not putting, I'm not putting. Oh, that's that collect- energy into that. That's like, that collective thing. One black person, all black people, right? Bad. Like, that's and ridiculous. I'm not gonna put that out there because it's not true. It's, so I mean, I think like yeah. I'm really learning to like sit back and be like, you know, even with this situation, like, there's a lot of things. There's a, to me, there's more red flags about like learning who to have in your space and relationships and how they develop and letting them evolve and not like giving people so much access, not in a cold way, but in a way that like you really have to learn people. And we use the word friend so loosely. Mm. And I think we use a lot of words like that loosely when we really understand that like access is vulnerability and vulnerability, you know, and even in that space, people are going to mess up. Not because they not always because they're fucked up people, but because we all have these little holes that we're unaware of until like the right chord is struck. What if they were soulmates, Tristan and Jordan? Who knows? Ugh. <laughs> I'm working on not judging. Yeah, what if? I don't know that. I'm not going to put any energy. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. Such an asshole. <laughs> I just gotta put. I'm trying, Nodi. I'm really trying. I'm trying to like not be that way. So, <laughs> but yeah, but you gotta watch the hood healer talk about it. The hood healer was like, I'm tired of these fucking Kardashians using black people for all kinds of stuff. Uh, yada, yada, yada. There's good over there too. Come on, y'all. Okay. You like shiny. You and shiny. One day we're gonna do a whole show on. What our blind spots are And you're Bring it Shiny Let's make it a live podcast Live Bring it We're gonna go live On the topic of shininess <laughs> Bring it Actually we We get in my ass About this friendship shit We week, are Week for week I'm going home And reflecting <laughs> Listening back like Damn Oh wait I need But I need, what I always ask I you boundaries. At the end of the day With that shit huh? Noni is like Okay Noni Were they shiny <laughs> And you're like There may have been a shiny <laughs> Yeah. A shiny section. Some people just fine out here. I gotta I can't figure help out mine. I don't really, you know, I haven't. Maybe I don't know. I I don't feel like I've um, the friendships I have are friendships, and so I feel like you know I, we we talked about this before. Growing up, having tight knit friendships, yeah, really secured this base for me. That's like a, it set a 
baseline. Yeah. And it also made it so that I didn't really need a ton. So I really was able to keep around the people that really, there was longevity to them and they felt good and there was like well, authenticity you, you know i mean you know this is one of my this is one of my wounds you know because mm. i moved around yeah so yeah. i was always a new person i didn't grow yeah. up i don't have anyone i grew up with yeah the people that i grew up with that i consider <clears throat> my earliest friends they were my from freshman year of college oh wow you know there's some people couple people from high school but i went to 13 schools as a child like yeah i was always a lot i movement. was always moving all the way around and, and every time at home i was isolated yeah. so and this I, becomes a bigger thing as we get older, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like for sure. The, I, I actually texted my mom the other day. I was like, "Have I always like poured all this energy into friendship? Like, why is it such such a paramount thing?" And she was like, "Always, like, always, always mm. forgiving beyond forgiveness. Like, being too scared to speak your mind because mm. not wanting to lose a friend. Like, yeah. all kind of things." Yeah. You yeah. know, it's something I'm working through, you know. My man's always like, you got me. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but, you know, you're right. I never had the fear of losing them because mm-hmm. I had that base. Yeah, you had and, that security. Um, it's, we, a, it's an insecurity. I'm, I'm, I'm still in contact. In fact, my daughter is friends with my first friend's daughter. Isn't that funny? And they met through, they reconnected through Instagram. That's funny. But I, we met when we were two, my first friend. And um, have been, you know were really tight in our earlier years and then have kept in touch throughout the years. And our um, daughters now have reconnected because my daughter was talking about it. I was like, y'all, y'all be talking? So, you know, hopefully that leads to us being able to spend more time together too. But then I have that another group of friends that literally we've been friends for since five, six, seven, and eight. So when you hear somebody's been friends for five years, that's not long to you? No. Interesting. That's you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's not long to me. Yeah, because I have thirty some thirty plus year friendships. Yeah, that's long to me. I mean, some but I people, realized some people that's like, oh my god, we've been dating for yeah, five years yeah. and we're not married yet. This is yeah. crazy. You're right. You're right. I guess <laughs> so. That's what I'm saying. It's all like relative, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm thinking like even dating wise, you still getting to learn a lot about a person in five years. You know what I'm saying? You still, like, getting, a, you still what, getting to what, know it. There's that story well. that Ruby D, uh, that Will and Jada told about Ruby D when they went to her, they was beefing. They was at year 17, just beefing, like going at it. And they went to uh, talk to Ruby D and they're laying out all their grievances and <clears throat> all their problems. And Interesting they went to talk to a polyamorous couple. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about that, that, but we're just going to let that roll. We're just going to let that roll. And then, so she said, she, you know, sits there after they've talked it out and she's like, well, how long have you all been together? And they're like 17 years. And she gets up, pats him on the knee and it's like, oh, you're still getting to know him. Wow. Right. I mean, I really think, That's funny. yeah. I, and I think, I think very long term, we assume we know so, we'd be like, I know them. I know them. And really, how? How long have I known you? We've known each other a long time. We met when... I think I was 20 when I met you. Yeah. Don't say it. So we're not don't saying, say how long. We're now. not saying how long now. But we've been friends, can we, we say over we, a decade? <laughs> <laughs> At least over 10. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. So to me, that's like longevity, okay. you know? So you got to hit 10. 10 is great. Like my, my P, my friend the P, I met her when I was 19. So we're going on, you know... Yeah, so I mean, I feel you. I feel you, and I don't feel you. I, I know, and so I. But what's funny is in counseling people now, um, and people I'm counseling like are, are, some of the times they're in their like late thirties, mm. and the issue of friendship is a very real thing. Yeah, like, of having friends because most people 
um, have, make their friends through work mm-hmm. or they've already had them. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you're a student or an entrepreneur, somebody that doesn't necessarily, you, it can be kind of isolating and your friendships are all associated with business. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a student, you're going, if you're a returning student, everybody's younger. Mm-hmm. So there's just like, I never thought about how hard it can be to make friendships after a certain point of our lives. Um, yeah. And to like, also, I mean, to me, there are people that I've known for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I have friends that, the, the ones I call my childhood friends from 18, those are going to be my ride or die people. Yeah. That's like, I talked to one <clears throat> of them. I talked to both of them this last week. Like, mm-hmm. Those are my ride or die folks. If I needed somebody to hold a bag for me, mm-hmm. like, yo, hold this bag mm-hmm. of $100,000 real quick. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that that it would all be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these are people that I really trust. With yeah. just I just trust them in, because I've known them so long. But that doesn't always mean that, like, we're talking every day. Absolutely. Because we're, we're not on the same path. Like, right. the people that are my closest friends right now is because we're in the yeah. on the Absolutely. path together right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, there were times when, when me and you weren't as close. Yeah. Now, we're when we got back together... We're on the same path. We were on the exact same path. Yeah. Our paths re-emerged yeah. together because, like, we were we were our, we were thinking the same things. Yeah. We were reading the same books. Yeah. We were we were contemplating the same things spiritually. Like to me, the the time frame isn't always as important as the alignment. How aligned, yeah. you know? I had a I had a falling out with a friend. Not a falling out. Some some hearsay stuff happened mm-hmm. or something. And you know the first thing she said to that person. Well, the person said Noni said this, and she said. Noni would never say that. Right. Now, this isn't a person that's known right. me longer than b- about six years. Right. And she said, Noni wouldn't say that. In fact, let's call it right now. Hello? Hey, Noni, this person is saying you said that. Girl, you know I didn't say that shit. I said this. Mm-hmm. And I said this. I could see how it could get twisted like that. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, I know you didn't say that. And she hung up the phone. Yeah. That was like, to me, really. But that <clears throat> that was three years into the friendship. Yeah, that's a person that's aligned. Yeah. with with knowing well, who and I am, and I'm aligned with them. We've met more authentic people who are in their in their, <clears throat> you know, as you get older, yeah. you meet people who are more less about the shit, you know, and more about the real. Yeah, because so, that was some real shit. Yeah, like, it was real. And so yeah. I feel like the I've met people recently that like I've really connected with that I would be disappointed if things didn't stay connected. Mm. So, but, but I want to clarify, like, so like. I feel like for me, the model of these friendships is like it can take distance and still be considered friends. Like that mm. friendship isn't based on the amount of time necessarily. It's based on the connection and that that's really mm. authentic. So I have had friends where we we don't talk every day. We don't talk every month sometimes. And it doesn't change. It's unwavering. The right? love is there. The love, not only the love, but the 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 connection and the trust is there. Mm. And so, and with, with newer ones, I feel like I'm meeting them when I'm more comfortable in being who I am fully, even though these older friends, they knew who I was always, but you know, you go through that period of life where you're trying to figure that out again. Yeah. Them twenties, them twenties. And so now I feel like, no people meeting me right now, if you're meeting me right now, then you, and, and you're real and I'm real, then those friendships can connect and stay solid longer. At the same time, I there's something about not being afraid to lose them that allows me some freedom in how I engage with them. Mm. Um, so that you know, I don't ha- I don't go on further than they should. 
Because I do feel like sometimes, you know, just like relationships, relate friendships can be seasonal. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm okay with if it runs its course. And I know for some people that's really difficult. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. We've established that. We've established over here. That. Yeah. So I mean I But you know right. what? Like this is something that my partner told me this week was like write a new narrative for yourself. Like yeah. Like, it's not hard for me to get over things. Mm-hmm. He's like, tell yourself, you know, I get over things with ease. It's effortless. That's a perfect and I, uh, yeah. topic today. And I was yeah. like, you know what? And he said, and anytime you, you feel, find the other thought coming in, banish that thought mm-hmm. and say, you know, this is, this is so effortless for me. Yeah. This, yeah. this doesn't, this is no sweat off my back. Yeah. Like, it's all good. Like, yeah. he's like, how, how long are you going to tell that story that it's difficult for you to lose people? Yes. Why, why do you want to continue the abandonment narrative? That's so perfect for what we're talking about today, too. I'm writing notes as you see. You heard my pin click? <laughs> heard my pin click. Okay, so today the main topic is affirmations. It's speaking life, speaking life into yourself and speaking life into the people around you. Now, I just want to give a little caveat because before we started recording... <laughs> My dear friend over here, who I would cry <laughs> tears to lose. Okay. We would. This would be real tears it over would, here. It would. It would, it would be hard. It would be hard. I ain't gonna lie. So my dear friend over here told me this was kind of, you know, she inferred it was a little hippie dippy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's a little and I know the people who listen to this podcast, <sighs> shout out to y'all. Thanks for listening. I know you listen for a balanced perspective. So all my hair rap queens out there. <laughs> Throw your hair wrap up. I'm happy dippy too. Yes, you are. But hold yeah. up. All my sage burners, <laughs> light it up. Because we about to talk about some woo-woo <sighs> shit right now. If you meditate, this one's for you. Okay? Right? Just roll with us. <laughs> I looked at the outline and I was like, oh, this is this got my noni all over it. <laughs> Speak life. Speak Love. life. I want to tell you the seed of, of why I wanted to talk about this. You know, I I had a friend that were no longer friends. Um, that that one took a long time, mm. but I had a really good, good, solid friend, and I used to see her do something with her boyfriends. She was an amazing lover. Okay, mm-hmm. she, she, she changed she changed niggas' lives left and right. <laughs> I think it was beyond the vagina baptism. <laughs> she Before she was, baptism. I used to tell her like like you are a spiritual. Just yeah. Jezebel, you doing it? <laughs> you doing it? Yes, you know because they used to have women that were healing, literally like Absolutely. pussy healers in yeah. the, in the temple. You go into the temple, you have sex with the goddess, you come out, you would change. You right? She was. I've seen that. She was that. She was that, and I would watch her. I would listen because we were she she lived with me <laughs> for free. <laughs> Five years. <laughs> okay, she lived with me. I mean, she had a payment. This sometimes. is a cohabitating <laughs> theme going on today. <laughs> she um she lived with me, but I would listen, you know, through the curtain. Her pump these dudes up. She would speak life into them. You are amazing. Look at you, brilliant black man out here. Like, and I mean, these would be some some dudes that I was like, they were dusty, dusty as fuck. <laughs> okay, but she would lift them up so high, just pouring life into mm. them, 
telling them everything she saw in them that was amazing and brilliant. And I remember thinking, like, she don't do that with me. Like, mm-hmm. that's interesting. But because, you know, we we I think a lot of us believe that this is only to be done, like, in our intimate relationships. Right. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they thought I was fake because I would tell them stuff like, yo, you're really dope. Like, I'm a person who gives a lot of words of you affirmations do. Oh, to the people around me. You've lifted me up so many times. I love it. I give a lot of words of, of, of affirmation you to do. folks because when I see what I see in front of me, I'm seeing myself. So if I'm looking at you, you're my mirror. I'm going to tell you what yeah. I see and I'm going to tell you how beautiful it is. Yeah. Because so often, all of us are so hard on ourselves. Very. More than anyone in the world could be on us. Absolutely. We're all so hard on ourselves. And so I, I watched her do that, speak in life. And remember, you know, you grew up in the church. That was something that I learned, like, in church. Mm-hmm. Like, you speak life into yeah. the people around you. Don't speak death, you yeah. know? And so I wanted to approach it from from that point of view. Yeah, you know, I sure. think affirmations people talk about positive affirmation the first thing they think of is is the secret which was so commercialized and yeah. has its problems and i'm sure most people who listen to this are aware of mm-hmm. but i think that there's so much um before we begin to talk about money before we, we begin to talk about wealth on this podcast before we really dive into the joy and pleasure of having money and having wealth we have to think first about the mind yeah how the mind works how the subconscious mind works and how affirmations are the seed of yeah. i i use affirmation in my life to create my life to be what i want it to be for me everything comes down to the story right my whole life is centered around mm. the concept of story mhm The stories that we tell, the stories that we believe, the stories that we retell, that we don't let go of, the stories that we do let go of, all this dictates exactly what you're saying, the life that we create. When my clients come in, I use a narrative approach. For one, I find the narrative approach to be um, more inclusive than a lot of other approaches because a lot of Native and Indigenous and African peoples, we used storytelling and we still use storytelling. Bible uses storytelling. So... um, I'm not always listening for what the story is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm listening for how the story is told. The themes and the patterns and how the story is told tells me everything. I do a workshop with them called Problem Solving Through Storytelling, mm-hmm. where I help them identify who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist, who's the in your life. Take a, any problem in your life mm-hmm. just, and tell me in this story, who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist, who are the supporting characters? Mm. What's the climax? What's the resolution? What are they trying to get to? And when we break it down, nine times out of 10, people have made the antagonist the protagonist. They're the center of the story. Mm. And once they've decentered themselves as the author and the protagonist, then they're constantly worried about what this other person is doing in order to make the story work. You okay. know? Okay. So so connect that to me. Connect this to aff- affirmations, right? So how it connects to affirmations to me is the A Course in Miracles says there's no neutral thoughts. Mm. Affirmation is an intentional, positive thought. Okay, right? wait. Let's define an affirmation yeah. first. So an affirmation is literally anything you think or say. Mm. So it could be positive or negative. Positive right. or ne- negative. Right. right. An affirmation is neutral. Right. An affirmation is any thought that you're having, any feeling that you're feeling, any word that you're speaking, anything that you're doing, you're making an affirmation. You are saying, yes. Right. This is what I believe. Right. This is what is true to me. So it's me. not neutral. It's, it's, it's pretty decisive. 
I would say it's not positive or negative when I say neutral. Okay, I got so you. It's so it's not it's, positive. It's not negative. It is. Right. Me living my life. Right, right. Saying that this is what I... If if I'm saying this every day, this is me saying right. this is to to my world, my existence, my subconscious mind mm-hmm. that this is what I believe to be truth. Right. So when we're saying affirmations, we're saying how can we be conscious yeah. about what we're affirming? How can right. we right. make right. it on the positive end? Right. right? How can we move? Because affirmations the build things; they construct things. They construct things. Mm-hmm. So our normally most of us mm-hmm. are spending a great if we just sit. If we make our meditation, a walking meditation, a daily meditation of being the observer, mm-hmm. and we observe our thoughts, we see how many negative thoughts are oh, yeah. are really what's running our life. Which are affirming negative things into our life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, what we're doing is just constantly on a negative. Oh, man, I'm so tired. I don't have enough time. Oh, I'm running late. Whatever the, the mental chatter that we're hearing in our mind, those are our affirmations. Right. And so when we're saying, okay, I want to start a practice right. of doing positive affirmations, that's us sending a message to our subconscious mind saying, hey, hey, I'm in the driver's seat now. Yeah. I'm no longer. I'm, a, I'm the creator. I'm, I'm the, the author. Creator. I'm the author. So connected. That's there we what go. tied it back. So that's so affirmations please. to me are the building blocks of your story. Got it. Right. Mm. So whatever you're affirming is what's constructing the overall mm. narrative. If you find if you what you'll find is with those say you have um, affirmations that are saying, you know, I I'll give you me. Okay. I'll use a great example. Mm. Um, I've been challenging myself lately. Noni knows, you know, I, I read about so many things, but I've been avoiding reading about money. So I've been really challenging myself. And what I'm realizing is it's it was it's not specifically about money, though I don't want to divert myself from that understanding as well because i that's a relationship I have to um, build. Mm-hmm. It's more so about limitation, the Got belief it. in limitations, mm-hmm. right? And the, the consistent affirming right. of li- these limitations. Right. So one of the ones I had was that I don't take good pictures. For years, this has been my thing. Really? And I've been on camera and I've done it. Mm-hmm. And I, every single time... I'm extremely self-conscious. I'm extremely, because of this belief in my head that you don't take good pictures. There's always something wrong in your pictures, right? Super critical. And so um, in challenging myself to think about, okay, that's a story. Because I, I wasn't born thinking yeah. I take bad pictures. That's a story that I've consistently affirmed over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so to challenge that, because I think it's, the other thing people do is, you know, we've heard to use positive affirmations, but but we don't, we haven't changed our belief system. Exactly. I'll get, I'll get into <laughs> okay. that, but please continue. So I scheduled a photo shoot with a good friend. I wanted it to be somebody I knew I'd be comfortable being myself with. Mm. Um, and I did exactly what you talked about your friend doing. I gassed myself up for two days. I said, "You bitch, you take the best pictures. <laughs> you so IG ready, bitch. You know what? You take so many good pictures that your bad pictures is good pictures, <laughs> right? You got good pictures and great pictures. I gassed myself up for like two days to the point where when I got to the to the place where we do the photos, I was like, ready. Model, you I was model. ready, right? And I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. I felt the shift. Mm. And I felt the liberation Mm. of breaking and challenging that story. Mm. I've never felt that taking pictures. I've never felt comfortable. And it was so much so that 
I was like, this is teaching me something, not just about the story, but about the purpose of photography. So this is maybe too much information, but I'm going to do it anyway. Please, we're here. this is all hard, baby. So with that, I was like, okay, I need to challenge some other things. So I, ha- I don't have a um, full-length mirror in my house. Mm. And I just didn't have one. I just never thought about it. Mm. So um, I just looked down. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I look like naked now. I haven't looked at myself naked for years. And not it wasn't on an avoidance. It, wasn't, it was just being busy. Right. Like, I wouldn't even think about it. Just right. get dressed, get out, right? right? So I decided to take some pictures of myself. Okay. And in doing so, that negative mindset came back. And so when I looked at the pictures, I was like, oh, I was so negative. Like, I, I just felt so cringy and so all these different things, mm-hmm. right? The next morning, I wake up and I'm still feeling really heavy about how I looked in those pictures and like, what do I need to do? And well, I have been eating this, just pulling myself apart. Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, we're going to do the same thing we did with the photo shoot. We're going yes. to, you know, turn this around. And I said, you know what? I'm good to really see what my body looks like naked. I need to do one of the things that I love to do the most in the world with my body. And I did yoga naked. I love that. And I, I that set up video. my little camera and I took pictures. And that same body mm. looked so different mm. the next day, right? And it made me realize that photos capture what we believe at that moment. And and our it's these snapshots, right, of what we believe. And we can look at them and reflect and say, well, why was I believing negative about myself? If we think that it's a bad picture, well, what was I thinking about myself during this picture, they right? Cap- they capture the truth. They capture the truth. Mm-hmm. And so my, my understanding of it, so now going to take a picture, I'm going to be thinking like, what do I want this picture? Like, I want this picture to capture my truth in this moment. What's the tr- my truth in this moment, you know? And it's made it feel so different to be in front of a camera. But it started with challenging this little story I've been telling myself for years while mm. people have been seeing me, watching me. I never would watch myself. Remember, I never would listen to my recorded voice. Mm. I was just a lot of things like that that I had, but they were all stories. Oh, well, y'all better watch out because there's a Leo over here. Oh, it's it's <laughs> going to be a hot fucking mess. My this IG girl, is going to flood. This, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> the this, IG this is, is going to be, be. I'm going to pull your coattails. I'm going to pull your little coattails. Stupid. Be like, okay now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, Noni. I, I told let's be shiny together. <laughs> I told you, I realized once I had a Leo, why why all the Leo men I knew acted like that? Like, oh, their mama never was like pull the coattails. Yeah, yeah they were like, let them be. Go ahead, baby. Yeah, you the best. <laughs> yeah, you do that to me though. You like, go I on, do. girl. You I pull do. me up. You I pull do. me up. I do. <laughs> so I love that. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that story. I yeah. think it's gonna relate to a lot of people. Like yeah. we we are in this constant taking photo culture. Yes. Where folks feel like they even gotta be on when they wake up because who knows who may FaceTime you, surprise <laughs> FaceTime you. <laughs> right. Right. Like I think it's really, really important. So when we're talking about doing positive affirmations, that's us making a conscious choice about how we're going to think how we're going to feel. I think the thinking part is a really, really important part of this. A lot of people say that, you know, I've been affirming these things. I Mm -hmm. do positive affirmations every morning and nothing in my life has changed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the law of attraction. That doesn't work. Mm, Okay, wait, hold up. So you did positive affirmations for 30 seconds this morning. Right. 
<laughs> 60 seconds this morning. Right. What followed up with that positive affirmation? Right. When you when you said, I'm beautiful, what was the thought that came right after? Right. Was it a thought that said, no, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a lie. You know, you're right. not beautiful. Right. Or was it was it the thoughts? How many different thoughts? How how we're on the scale of things? How do your positive affirmations weigh against your You're, other thoughts? Right, right. Because positive affirmations need a really rich soil to grow, and that soil is literally positive thinking. Yeah, and we expect the affirmation to do all the work. It doesn't do all the work. It I do affirmations work. every morning with my children. I used to do gratitude. A gratitude list with mm-hmm. them every morning. And this year we switched to doing positive affirmations in the morning because I wanted, I am powerful. Mm-hmm. I am invincible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am here for a reason. Mm-hmm. I have a great purpose. You know, they're, they're as much for me as they are for them. Yeah. And it can feel a little bit um, rote. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sometimes just saying your positive affirmations, but we do this one with music. There's mm-hmm. a, a song, you know, we sing, we dance, because one of the things about positive affirmations, too, and any positive thinking, you need to feel it in your body. Yes, yes. A lot of people ask me this, like, how is it easy for you to make money or how is it easy for you to manifest things so quickly? So in, in most cases, there's one thing that I'm working on, but mm-hmm. in most cases, it's very easy. And that's because of how I'm feeling. Yes. How I'm feeling about it. I'm feeling light. I'm feeling effortless. Mm. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling joyful. It feels so exciting. You can see I'm smiling, thinking about all the things (laughs) that I love that are so easy for me to obtain, that are so easy for me to experience. I'm focused on my feelings, how I want to feel about something. Yeah. So I'm feeling it as I'm feeling it and I'm thinking about the things and I'm like, I am so wealthy. Yes. Yes. And I started that um, that affirmation. I, I created a video for myself. Oh, that's good. A long time ago. This is when I was working on my, my money stuff. This mm-hmm. was like at least 10 years ago. And I created a video with my favorite Stevie Wonder song. Mm-hmm. And I had that video playing in the back. I made. I, it took me like three days. I edited. <laughs> I wrote all my affirmations. I made a slideshow. Mm-hmm. And in that slideshow, there would be the affirmation and a beautiful image mm-hmm. that I also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I would sit in front of that bad boy for about 30, 45 minutes a day. Oh, wow. I would go back to it later on in the day, in the middle yes. of the day. Now, mind you, I didn't have no kids. Right. So you had plenty of time <laughs> Do these things <laughs> right because we ain't but, doing it. That's we have five minutes. <laughs> but thank God I did it then. So yes. so these little, so, these little so they so they ain't broke. You know yeah. they ain't broke now. But yeah. I made I had some some real decisions yeah. to make back then. I said this is I want to think about this differently. Do yeah. you remember when we lived together? You would come in my room mm-hmm. and there was cards. Yeah, up all yeah. over my wall. This is this was a, a long time this ago. This was a long time ago. Like this was a long time ago. Yep. And I had cards, big cards, and they were all over my wall. And I remember I had one card that said, "I want to work with Sony for a hundred thousand dollars. I want to make get. I want to work with Sony for. I don't know why. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I remember Sony called and offered us some something I was doing back mm-hmm. then and offered me something. And I was like, eh, I don't like the, the terms. Mm-hmm. Even then, I was like, mm. yeah, negotiation. Uh, yeah, I didn't put on my thing. Yeah, like, you should oh. put fine print on your on your cards. <laughs> they didn't have no fine print about ownership. No, he has affirmation contract. <laughs> <laughs> Not no affirmation card. We gotta flip the page. <laughs> 
because you, you know I want to do business with, with you when you I'm gonna be like, so specific like, with yo, that cause, affirmation. Cause you know, you know, me, I'm like, well, we go about to do business, time to do a contract. Time to do a contract. Affirmation contract. Affirmation contract. I love it. That would be original. But I used to have a whole wall. That yeah. was deep in my time in 2006 when I was changing the way I thought about mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And I was yeah. deciding the kind of partner I wanted. Yeah. I was deciding the kind of life that I wanted, where I wanted to live. Yeah. I live in a loft now. Do you know how oft, how long I spent envisioning that loft? The smart mm. white can't get out now. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. We spent a lot of time and energy on this space. You're going to live in here a little bit longer. <laughs> Mm-mm. But I completely covered my wall. So every yeah. time I woke up and went to sleep, I would see all those were my thoughts. Yes. Those yes. were my thoughts. That's what consumed yeah. me. Yeah. You know, yes. and it's it's really about what else do you honestly, honestly, if you're listening to this, what what else do you have to think about? Yeah. Do you really do you really want to think about some bullshit all day? I don't. And I told that to myself. I'm I'm telling you, I, yeah. I told that to myself today, like why are you giving like so why much are you, energy? It's it's literally you're putting up billboards in your mind mm. for bullshit. Yeah. You're putting up billboards in your mind for negativity and all that creates. This is this is the law. This is the law. This is the We're law. We're not making it up. This is this is science. Yep. This is the law. Mm. All it creates is more of that in your life. Yeah. And I think we talk about it, we talk about thoughts in terms of manifestation of you know, your reality. But also, if we look at it in terms of manifestation of your behavior. So Mm. um, in the cognitive triad, in cognitive behavioral therapy, that's a cognitive triad. Okay. The triad is beliefs, Mm -hmm. thoughts, actions. Right. Right. So thoughts is at the center between beliefs and Mm -hmm. actions, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why just saying this affirmation alone doesn't change the action. The feeling you're talking about is belief. Do you, you believe so? It? Once mm-hmm. when I, I didn't just say, "Girl, you gonna slay these pictures." I started to prance around like I was gonna slay the pictures. Mm-hmm. My, I changed my behavior so I so it could impact my belief, and then I changed my my belief started changing my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And so there really is action behind affirmation. The the I remember a, a friend, an old friend, telling me he always he it seemed like he always had money, but I was like, I know you don't know how money. How do you do all of this stuff? He said, I spend money like I have money. Yes. That, that was it. Yes. I was like, that's it. Yes. He's like, yeah, I don't I don't hold on to nothing. Yes. I spend money like I have it, like it's always coming. And that's that's an affirmation in, mm-hmm. in action. Yes. And it seems contrary to other things. So like I went, you know, I listened to uh the Redefining Wealth podcast. And one thing she always says is like, sometimes she says, my opinion is not popular with other financial gurus because they're like save and sacrifice and scrimp and all these things. And she's like, believe in abundance, bring in more, earn more, like believe Mm -hmm. more can come in because I think for a lot of people, they will hear a message about like for me around like saving, but then that makes me almost have, not to say that you shouldn't save, but to say that like, an overfixation on it can lead to a, a mindset of scarcity, right? It You're always can. worried about mm-hmm. have what you need to have and hoard versus what you're bringing in, what you're allowing to, yeah. to come in. Yeah. And again, I think that's also why we have to decolonize our mindset around these things too, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's a very, you know, Western mindset as well. But the belief that things come in as you need it, when you need it, you know, that, that honestly, that seeing yourself as, 
wealthy in whatever way you define that word is a sign of spiritual wellness as well. Like mm-hmm. all these things are connected, you know? Absolutely. So I really think a lot of times what's happened to people is they watch The Secret or whatever, and they just start saying like, okay, you're this, you're that, but they don't shift the belief and they don't change the behavior. They still walk out there like they feel like they're unattractive or they feel like they're worthless. And so if you you have to, your body needs to move. It needs to be in alignment with this shift in thought. And even if you, my sister would say, fake it till you make it, what's going to happen is that shift in your behavior is going to impact your belief yeah, system. Got to get it into your nervous system. You have to. Got to get it. You have to. Got to get it everywhere you can. Got to surround yourself with folks that lift you up. Mm-hmm. Got to surround yourself with people that give, when, when you you look around your life should affirm who you want to be you know absolutely and if something doesn't then we change the story and I want to be clear like this is something that I think is is um I ebb and flow with myself mm-hmm. like I ebb and flow with going into points I I count on people around me saying you've been kind of negatively recently yeah you no. got to catch it you've been kind of negative it. yeah like what's up what's up with that like you complaining again, like, what's up? Are you okay? I know you're not feeling well. I've been, you know, I wasn't, if you're not feeling well, like in your life, if you have illness in any way, you can fall into a negative thought pattern. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not f- actually physically feeling well, like then that's going to affect your mind yeah. and having people around you that will give you care, yeah. that and will give you support yeah. and help you get out of whatever that is mm-hmm. on a physical level, yeah. on a mental level, on an yeah. emotional level, on a spiritual level, like people that are looking out for your wellness. So yeah. we're going to move into the parts. Oh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it, move into the noni part of this because I want to put it into yes. practice. Yes, we want to demonstrate it. We want to demonstrate it. So we want to walk it like we talk. So my Leah over here, you're going to start us off. We're okay. going to actually speak life about ourselves. So I want Thea to first do some affirmations about you, girl. So I affirm that things come to me with ease and they always have. Um, that the more joy-filled I am, the easier things flow to me. And I affirm that my creativity is the key to that joy and unlocking it and releasing it and engaging it is a gift to myself and to all those around me. And I affirm that I'm wealthy, was born wealthy, was meant to be wealthy in every sense of the word, spiritually, in terms of people, in terms of money, cash, money, cash, cash, money, Um, in terms of everything, in terms of resources to create, all of that. I affirm all of that within myself and and I'm excited to meet those affirmations right where they are and to continue to walk in a way that makes them um, evident. Thank you, Dia. Thank you, Noni. <laughs> I want to call you a name, but that I wouldn't be affirmative. That wouldn't be affirmative. I'm a good person. I'm mm-hmm. a good, solid human being. I'm a person who recognizes my flaws and works on them. I'm loving, I'm kind, I'm generous. I'm a good mother, mm-hmm. a really, really good mother. A really, a really good mother. Really good mother. I'm a great cook. I make a lot of money. It's really easy for me to make a lot of money. I have great relationships and I nurture them well. I give myself to people with really solid boundaries. I love all the people in my life and the people in my life love me. 
I give care and honor to everything around me as I know that it is a reflection of me, a divine energy here. I have good character. I have integrity. I walk in integrity and light. When I am walking outside of those things, I can stop myself. I can correct myself. Mm -hmm. I have people around me that will correct me. Mm -hmm. I have people around me that will challenge me. I have people around me that will forgive me as I forgive them. Mm -hmm. I have people around me that accept me as I accept myself. I accept myself. I love myself. Mm -hmm. I love the parents that I was born to. I love the lineage that I come from. Mm. I have a great partner who cares and nurtures and loves and protects me and is able to balance me and able to really give me all that I need here Mm -hmm. on a masculine level, me being a feminine force. Hmm. I just love me. (laughs) I love being me. Yes. There's no one else I would rather be. No one else. There's nowhere else I would rather be than right here, right now. I love where I am in life. Mm-hmm. I am the right age doing the right things that I'm supposed to do. I'm completely on my path. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I'm supposed to do that I'm not doing. I am in alignment. I am in service. I am on purpose, in purpose. I'm completely filled with love and I live as that. Ashe. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm not a big outward processor. <laughs> it's like, my affirmations are usually in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's an interesting exercise. Yeah. It's um, I, I do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Not always out loud. Mm-hmm. Often inside. Often inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I want to invite y'all to really speak life into yourself. Yes. Speak life into who you are. Like we're modeling what we want to invite you to try this week in your life. Like who, who, what do you love about yourself? We already know what you don't like. We know that too well. You know that too well. What are things that you don't like about yourself? How can you turn that into an affirmative thing? Here's an affirmation for you. I I love to clean the dishes. I'm great at it. I hate cleaning. Hey, I love to clean the dishes. <laughs> I love to clean the dishes. Everything is everything. I, yeah. I, I know how to be spick and everything span. Is you know what I said the other day? I said, okay, all the big mama ancestors come on in the kitchen with me. Cause Give me a song. <laughs> Give me a song to sing as I toil <laughs> with these dishes. Make it easy, y'all. Make me. it easy. Make this effortless. I put on some earth, wind, and fire the other day. It got me through. I put on the gap band, girl. Yeah. We on the same yes, tip. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got to. You got to put the old song. You do. I want to talk about speaking life into one another. This isn't just about sharing our feelings about a person, but being specific about who they are, Mm. what they do, what they have done, and affirming what they want for themselves, okay? So this is speaking words of praise, gratitude, validation, honor, and encouragement over somebody like if you come from a church background to somebody Ooh, this putting their hands on you the and speaking on. they laying their hands mm-hmm. on you they telling you what they see about mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. i'm gonna start oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You ready, uh, Thea? Nodi can make it rain, y'all. <laughs> Nodi can make it rain. Oh, it's going to get so feelingsy up in here. <laughs> y'all know I'm from a long line oh of ministers. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. Okay. Don't ever forget. I'm like fifth generation. I'm ready. Fifth generation. I am. I'm you not are. even playing. No, I know. Ancestry.com, baby, baby. <laughs> I know. I got to do that, too. <laughs> okay, Thea. Okay. Thea. I was really thinking about what I love about you. I spent a long time thinking about this yesterday. I know you're going to cry. It's okay. Let them flow, girl. I can't. <laughs> this is an Oprah moment. <laughs> Oprah, you ain't going to give me Oprah. You ain't going to give me today. Thea, I was really thinking about what it is about you. Not about you and me. Mm-hmm. What it is that I love about you. Not how you make me feel. Mm-hmm. What I honor in you. What I see in you. What is the through line and one word came to mind devotion Mm. Thea you are now I'm gonna cry Mm. you are very devoted you are devoted to being a good person and I've seen it in you my the whole time I've known you I really went back like wow like I didn't even know how to be a mom I had no idea when I saw you being a mom I was what 23 24 and you were deep you had two kids. Mm, mm. When we lived together, you already had a second child. And you were so devoted to being a mother. I, saw, I remember looking at you, look at, looking at your body and looking at you saying, look, this is me. Mm. I devoted my body to my children. I remember watching you go to school, go back to school to be a therapist. I remember watching you go to work. Come home from work, make sure all those kids have the food that they needed, put them in the bathtub, and then get on the computer and become a therapist. <sighs> I watched it in real time. You have devotion. You are devoted to bettering yourself as a human being. I love that about you. I love to be around you because of that. You're devoted to being joyful. You are so funny. Like, you're one of the funniest. It's really, really, really the true thing. I mean, the therapist thing is cool. But truly, why I wanted us to do this together is because you light up every room. And there are people that will tell you, you're taking up too much space in here with all that light. But I say, bring it. I appreciate about you that you make me want to get bigger. You make me want to make my light brighter. You make me bring my voice out more. Thank you. Thank you for being so devoted to your vision of yourself. So devoted to who you're here to be. So unabashed. Like you're not shy about it. You're not shy about your self-improvement. You're not shy about your beliefs. You're so committed, so grounded in who you really are that you bring everyone up to the level that they're supposed to be that are around you or they got to go. That's how devoted you are to the divine. Mm. That's how devoted you are to your walk. I have literally seen you change religions (laughs) in real time, Mm -hmm. in real time. I've seen your spiritual journey and how devoted you were to each and every step. One of the things I remember looking at you and telling you how beautiful you are, this was years ago when you needed to hear it, Mm. 
And you've only become more physically beautiful because your heart has only become more pure. And I love you so much. Thank you, darling. Damn it. Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't look at me. Speak life into the people around you. Speak life into your friends. Yeah. It is easy for us to critique each other. It is easy for us to judge each other. Yeah. I do it too. Yeah, yeah. It is easy for us to slander each other. It's easy for us to gossip. It is easy for us to look in our world and see so many bad things. Yeah. There's so much good. There's so much good. There's so much good. (laughs) Dodi, I'm laughing because you are the first black fairy (laughs) that I ever, you're the first magical person. I ever met in a time when um, I had long left like fairy tales and imagination behind me, you know, the question of why not, (laughs) you know, was a question that you kept alive in, in my being. Um, And you, you, Walked around as this example, whether you knew it or not, of the power of belief. Because, you know, your confidence and your style, even in like, you could be in a room for people who were doing everything a uniform way, but you had the confidence to do your thing your way authentically, no matter what everybody else in there was doing. Mm -hmm. And when you were finished with it, it was so important that it had been done that way to create the overall Mm -hmm. um, thing, whatever that thing was, whatever that thing may be, you know? And I know, like, I joke, I've joked for years and said, you know, you're my guru. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's because you were never afraid to engage the unknown. And most people are. Most people aren't brave enough or they're terrified. And I don't even know if it's always bravery. You just do it because it it's like what you have to do, what needs to be done for you to get to wherever you want to go. Um, so I would say we mirror devotion mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you're doing it, it's like you're not even, you know but you're you're not you don't have to focus on the fact that other people are being liberated like you trust that that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. your trust is another thing right like and and i think i at a time when i was becoming so closed you were so open and um creatively adventurously mm-hmm. go queen i remember watching you go to france and i was like hey. this Hey, don't bring that shit I, up here. I was, but I was like, this is happening. The, but the the mm-hmm. sense of self it took for that to happen, mm-hmm. right? The, even in even in our mistakes, even in your right. mistakes, right? You were confident. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew that it didn't mean, no matter what the outcome, that you couldn't be broken. Mm-hmm. It could you might have to change paths, but that's the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So the risk taking. Mm-hmm. Right, all these things that I hadn't seen black women do. Mm. I mean, you introduced me to punk. <laughs> and so I feel like your your light at times I've seen you have to be 
the soul keeper and protector of that light, I am also very grateful for your partner mm-hmm. being a protector and advocate of that light because the way you raise them babies, like, <laughs> like I go home and think, like, God, I probably should have, because <laughs> I'm years ahead, you know, but I probably should have taught them the laws of my, that's, that's a dope thing I should have done in the morning. But it's just this constant source, in source of curiosity. You never stop being that magical black fairy, right? In a time when I didn't know black fairies existed. And I've also seen you handle pain in a way that's like with so much grace and compassion when people don't deserve it. It makes me angry when people don't see you. You know, I think that's why I push your visibility so well, so much, because it makes me really angry when people don't appreciate such a valuable, authentic person um, who I've never in my life, and I've known you a long time, seen you do one intentionally malicious thing. You cannot say that about everybody. I cannot say that about everybody, you know. Because sometimes we get upset, we feel justified to do a malicious thing, but you don't. You don't feel justified to do a malicious thing because you're hurt. And you sit with it. And until you don't have the urge to do a malicious thing, you sit with it until you can come to a place where you can send that person love in exchange for what the pain they've caused you. That is otherworldly. That is like a whole nother level. Um, I'm constantly trying to get to. Uh, and when I'm in the midst of one of my petty moments. I'm just sitting here like thinking of your example, thinking of like, you know, the simplicity of the wisdom that you give me. It's so, you'll let me rant and rave. And I think you do this for so many people. And then you'll give them the simplest truth. You know, mm-hmm. for free. You're so giving when you, you're so, you're so giving. That's why I don't understand. I don't understand when people mistreat you. It really bothers me. I, my, my Leo defensiveness <laughs> comes out. On top of that, you're a creative genius. Like when we were writing together, I would be like, God, there's like layers to this shit. Like, I don't even know this <laughs> reference. You would have to... You, there's nothing you do doesn't have layers to it. Mm. There's so much intention that I think that years from now, people read your work when they really, really read it, they'll be just figuring out Mm. pieces of the jewels that you left in it. It's brilliant. Your way, the way you conceptualize things is brilliant. It's like a full 360 degree look at things that, you know, I, you know. I don't always take that as hard a look, but mm. you you watching you conceptualize something on all these levels, that's just how you think and that's just how you love and that's how you create. It's so natural to you um, and it makes you a profound artist. Thank you. A profound artist and your voice, last thing I'll say, the, your voice brings so much comfort mm. 
whether you're singing or you're talking. Um, it just, the mo- sometimes something's, when things are going on, it's just like just to hear it. It doesn't even have to be saying anything nice. It's just because it's such an authentic vehicle for what you do in the world. It just, just the sound, just the tone. I don't know what the tone is. We have to do the, <laughs> the scales or whatever, but is instantly soothing. And I think that's a part of your gift. It's a part of your instrument, of course. It's a part of what allows you to convey all this thing. It's why so many people adore you. And I, and it's, it's just you. So it's really hard to talk about just you without talking about you in relation because I get to also see your impact. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Of just being you. So your impact is also, you know, it's also you. I literally, I think, when I think about things I want to do in the future, I, I don't care. I would make up a job to make sure you were a part of it just mm-hmm. so that your energy could be... Mm involved in whatever I create because I think it just holds the sense of integrity of things together even if that's all you were there for just to be here to keep this process with integrity because you operate through everything with so much integrity and that's the truth (sighs) thank you there's only one Noni there's only one Thea (laughs) you're really loyal thank you oh you know I will fuck some (laughs) shit up you're really loyal I appreciate it (laughs) All right, y'all. Woo. We didn't. We didn't. We, we, we are disgusting up in here, right? We want to apologize publicly to our producer who has to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not happy about that. We know you a thug. Thug life. Thug life. We don't change that. Can't unchange that. Okay, I'm gonna do my words from the heart. <clears throat> Before you speak, let your words pass through three gates. At the first gate, ask yourself, is it true? At the second gate, ask, is it necessary? At the third gate, ask, is it kind? By Rumi. When I fail to speak life, I have passed through the first two gates, Mm -hmm. but not the last. Mm -hmm. You know, some things are true and some things are necessary to say, but some things are not kind. And I'm always on a mission to figure out how to be kinder. I'm a kind person, Mm -hmm. but how to be kinder. Mm -hmm. I'm not always kind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here on my journey. Mm-hmm. But oft, often I think of this, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And Or did I say something and it wasn't kind? Mm. It was those other two. It was those other two. But it should be all three. To walk the path that I want to walk. Yeah, it has to be all three. Yeah. Um, My words from the heart is just a challenge for all of us to just kind of ask ourselves, what have we told ourselves that we can't do? Have Mm -hmm. we said, I can't swim, I can't cook, I can't um, change my life. And whatever that story is, I want you to um, consider yourself the camera and and, and know that you're capturing that belief in that moment. And then challenge it, you know. So if you feel like you can't cook, sign up for a cooking class and you'll prove yourself wrong because you actually can. You just told yourself you couldn't, you know. If you think you can't swim, sign up for a swimming class, just like I did set up a photo shoot and it was magic. Mm. And every time you prove yourself wrong in these in the best way possible, you feel invincible and you want to look for more limits you've placed on yourself so you can break those down as well 
I'm searching for the next one too. I'm sure it won't be too hard to find because I've been setting these things up for a lifetime. But know that um, by challenging them one by one, you are freeing yourself to a wealthy, abundant, beautiful existence, the one that you were intended to have. Thanks, y'all, for rocking with us. Share the episode with a friend that yes. wants to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no need at this outline. No need at this outline. Yes, y'all. Yes. Get in touch with your heart. Uh, open up your heart chakra. Oh, and don't forget to ch- tune into our open hearts, too. We should tell them. Yes. We're doing open heart segments where we're answering questions from our um our listeners yeah and we're enjoying it we've already released two yeah yes yeah so so you'll get content from us every week now every wednesday every wednesday tune in we'll either have this segment or open hearts where we answer questions send your questions to our instagram dm if you want it to be anonymous allheartpodcast at gmail.com feel free to share this with a friend we love you I love you, Thea. Love you, Noni. Thank you. Love you, our producer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>